who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons about. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome to Les Hangout, a podcast hosted by two lesbian wankers. From the East Coast, out in Boston, I'm your co-host, Ellie Brigida. And out on the West Coast, I'm your co-host, Lee Holmes Foster. And welcome to episode 12, our third installment of Les Centrals. Les Essentials is one of our favorites. It's a recurring segment on the show where we will dive into classic lesbian movies or shows. And for this Les Essentials episode, we're going to be breaking down my favorite lesbian movie ever, Imagine Me and You. We want to do a quick shout out to our first ever Patreon viewing party that we had for this movie. So we had such a good time and we want to say a special thank you to Barbie and Rose and Jeannie and Michelle who joined us for that. It was a ton of fun. It was the best. And we hope best. that more of you will join us for our next one. We also are going to be writing and recording original songs for each Les Centrals movie, which is really exciting for us. Lee wrote a spoof for Carol, and we had far too much fun arranging it, recording it, and you guys seem to really like it, so we decided we're going to do it for every single Les Centrals movie. Ellie and I actually met through acapella and met through music, and so we've we've been looking for ways to bring that to the podcast as well, and we are so, so pumped to be starting that this week. Yes, yeah, so we will be playing that song at the end of the episode, so make sure you listen to the whole thing, or fast forward through the whole thing to get to the, get to the song at the end. <laughs> Don't fast forward. <laughs> I'm going to kick us off with... A quick intro to the movie for anyone who is not familiar with it. Imagine Me and You, it's a 2005 movie. It was written and directed by Ole Parker. It stars Piper Perabo and Lena Headey, both excellent in this. 
chemistry is on point. Yeah. It also features what I think is the shit showiest IMDb blurb that I have yet to see for a movie. Is that that's a word, right? I can say that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to sure. read the blurb as it is actually written <laughs> on IMDb. Yep. A newlywed bride becomes infatuated with another woman who questions her sexual orientation, promoting a stir among the bride's family and friends. And I'm going to say there's three parts of that sentence. The first one is correct. The second one is incorrect. That is not uh, another woman who questions her sexual orientation. She questions her sexual orientation. And nothing promotes a stir. I think they meant to say prompting. I don't really know what they were going for there. What I'm going to say is it's the one where Piper Parabo and Lena Headey get together and they have a really great makeout scene. That is a much better description. Yeah, right? I like that a lot. Just short, concise. To the point. That's what I saw. This movie is also very special to me because Little Ellie, when Blockbuster was still a thing, so this was a while ago, okay? For the youths in our audience. (laughs) Yeah, Blockbuster is basically old school Netflix, (laughs) except you had to go to a real store. And get tapes. Yeah, get VHS, VHS tapes. tapes, look it up. And rewind them back in the day. Back in our day. I remember going to Blockbuster. Every Friday, our family would go and watch a movie. It was actually really fun going and looking through the shelves and trying to pick a movie that everyone wanted to see. But I vividly remember seeing the cover of Imagine Me and You on the shelves in Blockbuster. And every single time I walked by it, I would stop. I would look at the cover <laughs> And I would be like, hmm, interest. And then I keep moving. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what the cover looks like, Piper Perbo and Lena Headey holding hands behind two guys' backs. Yes. And I was like, huh. We'll put a picture of it up. Girls holding hands? That's so interesting. <laughs> okay, I'm not gay. Bye. Did, like, did you look at it and go, huh, looks like my prom photos. How strange. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Exactly like my prom photos. A little bit like that. So when I finally saw the movie, I was like, wow, I remember this movie. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. Also, this is one of my favorite lesbian movies ever. Probably number one. So when I wrote the outline for this episode, I wrote it all by memory. (laughs) I just sat down and was like, wait, I know how this entire movie goes. I'm not. I, and it just flow, flowed from me like lesbian water. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're welcome, audience. You're going to get a... I'm going to be laughing about lesbian water for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, not really sure what that means. This is a family-friendly that... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, kids. you know what let's dig into the film all right let's get started so the movie kick us off on the movie kicking us off in the movie the first thing in this entire movie is piper parabo yeah getting ready for her wedding to a man the jitters the bridesmaids the screaming the excitement the rupert giles of it all i mean you know yes (laughs) literally right before we recorded this episode. I was watching an episode of Jeopardy and they said what Buffy's watcher was. And people said, teacher? What? Principal. And then someone just got an X. And I was sitting there like, librarian. Come on, you guys. What is a librarian? So everyone in our audience, please 
watch Buffy and know that Giles is a librarian. And he's also in Imagine Me and You. I choose to believe that canonically, this is actually still Rupert Giles playing Rachel's father. I mean, it's just hard for me to watch Anthony Stewart head in anything else and not see him as Giles, which is sad because he's in other stuff and he's a great actor. But every time I see him, it's just, I'm like, oh, Giles. Let himself go, Giles, though. Yeah. He's real drunk through half the movie. But I still love him. You still love him. Let's get back to Piper okay. because... The movie's not about Giles? Okay. Are you, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So there's this one scene, I think maybe like the fourth or fifth time it really just hit me that this girl runs into a McDonald's on her wedding morning in her wedding dress. Literally all I could think of is I was like, I can't believe you're going to take your wedding dress into a public restroom at a McDonald's. I'm like, I will barely walk into a McDonald's just because I'm like, I like these shoes. I can't imagine taking a dress in there and it's like, it's going to touch every surface and it's going to get, ugh. Anyways, don't do that. Don't go to a McDonald's bathroom in your wedding dress. But yeah, I think the takeaway is that she really does not care about this wedding. Wedding dress, schmedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> then we finally get to the point where we meet the beautiful Luce. Yes, we've met Rachel, who is Piper Parabo's character. Now we meet Luce at the wedding. Ugh. Which I just like to say, I'm happy that she's there, of course. But what florist is at the wedding? Like, don't you just drop the flowers off and leave? Well, sometimes you set them up. You don't just like drop them in a pot. <laughs> You just, they actually drive up in a dump truck and they just like tilt the back, you know, dump, dump a giant pile of flowers, peel okay, out so of the parking lot. it is sort of normal for her to be there. It's not, yeah, it's not necessary for her to go up and like meet everyone though. She's talking to Heck and Coop and then there's the whole conversation with H that happens, right? Yes. And for our listeners, H is Piper Parabo's ridiculously younger sister. Yes. Very much younger. H is her name, and she starts out our drinking game rules, I'm pretty (laughs) sure, right here. Because she's always asking questions. And every time she asks a question, you have to drink. But she asks a very important question that starts off our whole romantic journey. A doozy of a question. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? (laughs) That was good, right? We're going to get so many British accents in this, and it's going to be amazing. (laughs) That was pretty good. Thank you. And... Very important question, right? And of course, of course, Luce knows the answer. And the answer is, they cannot both exist. If you have an unstoppable force, you can't have an immovable object. And that's going to be very important, listeners. Spoilers ahead. That is a crucial piece of insight. Also, apparently that's when H and Luce become besties, I guess. And will continue to be besties for the rest of the film, which we will continue to talk about because... We will talk about it a lot. It's weird. It's, a it's for weird. sure weird. I mean, it's adorable and cute and I love H, but it it, it kind of gets a little weird too. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're like constantly talking on the phone. Like they're literal like best friends. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But we pass by this whole unstoppable force deal to get... To yet another, honestly, everything is pivotal in this movie (laughs) to me. But I mean, this is the moment where we know girl's not super straight. And the worst moment ever to realize that you're into someone else when you're walking down the aisle on your wedding day. At your own wedding. Just the worst time for that. Excellent timing, Rachel. So Luce leaves just in time to see Rachel 
as she's walking down the aisle and their eyes meet. Yes. And you just know. Their eyes meet with this excellent, I I mean, I'm going to call it a musical cue. It's not even a musical cue. There's just like a ringing sound when you watch that scene in the movie. Everything around them stops. It's actually like the musical cue of the sound cutting out. What I love about it is, and because we're going to talk a lot about this whole idea of like love at first sight and whatever. And whatever. And whatever. But it's not and whatever because I am such a giant sucker. And I will say a hundred times, if you ask me the story of meeting my wife, I met her at a intro meeting for a springboard diving team when we were in college. And I still have like the most vivid memory of turning around, seeing her, and literally, like, it was just, like, everything else just, like, faded away of, like, that tunneling where you're just like, oh, right? And you do, you just, like, something in you just knows. And you can tell, like, that's that moment that they're having something. Both of them are suddenly just having that, like, ah, kind of moment where, like, they know. They know what's happening. Rachel must know and must know that it's the worst time for that to happen. Ever. Ever. Also, I've never heard that story and I'm almost, I'm about to cry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That is so sweet. And I know have a little bit of a reputation on this podcast for being single and wild, but. <laughs> but you're really a giant softie on the inside, Ellie. I'm a huge softie. I know it. I am such a hopeless romantic and that just it makes me believe in love so thank well, you well that's okay if you want to feel better about it i was dating someone else at the time so <laughs> <gasps> so you so were rachel. i was rachel uh someone else who listens to the podcast too hey jess <laughs> but you know i think the important thing is sometimes you just know you know and you can't avoid that moment and you can't you can't really like try to pretend that it didn't happen, right? And I think that's the situation they're both going to find themselves in as we continue through this movie. As we continue. I think this is a really strategic filming moment because they don't show the wedding. We don't see them say I do. Yep. We don't see them kiss. Ooh, that's very deep. I like that. Yeah. It goes straight from her seeing Luce. They leave the wedding and have like the rice and the happiness, but you don't see the actual wedding. The ceremony. You jump straight to the end and straight to the reception. And good Lord, Mm -hmm. I mean, the first thing that happens at the reception is Rachel loses her ring. Like, yeah, that's a good sign. (laughs) Symbolism. Symbolism. That's excellent work, you know? Yeah. And of course, loses her ring, like, while Luce walks up to her. In a bowl of punch. And also, I don't get how that happens, because I'll be real... You get those things sized. It's possible your engagement ring might not fit exactly. Like, maybe they picked it out and and didn't have it sized to you or something. But, like, your wedding ring will fit you. It's not like it's something that just slips off, right? You have to have taken that thing off. So how do you take it off and, like, toss it in a bowl of punch? And just throw it in the punch <laughs> <Yeah>. bowl. <gasps> It wasn't an accident. Ah. She was so over it. She threw it in the punch bowl, and then she was like, oh, I guess I got to take it back. There you go. Wow. The perception of this scene has completely changed. <laughs> oh, God. But of course, this also starts another part of the drinking game, which is whenever Luce and Rachel are unnecessarily touching, yes. this is their first official meeting, besides the time when they fell in love. And <laughs> oh, that one time. <laughs> she's like, cover me, right? But she like she grabs her body and like places it in front of her. 
you know yeah. like she's like oh this uh, this guy is coming over you need to you need to hide me from him but she touches her a lot yeah she does yeah we're we're all for it oh i am all for the, the unnecessary touching but at your wedding reception girl come on okay but i'll tell you what i am 100 percent more in favor of loose touching rachel unnecessarily as opposed to coop and loose dancing together because Ugh. just gross he's gross cooper's gross at so many points in this movie this is just one of them yes but that's a big one where he like you know cuts in and then it immediately switches to a slow song which is fine but then he he goes in for like the awkward close squeezing her to him i think he actually says the words let's cuddle to me cooper is that quintessential guy he thinks he's so charming and he can't stop talking about sleeping with every, everything he talks about is sex. And he's just the worst. So I, yeah, give me Luce and Rachel touching over Coop and Luce any day of the week. He's the worst. Yeah. I also feel like they made Coop so horrible so that when you see Heck, you're like, this is an incredible man. I know. And I do love Heck. Yeah, I do feel really bad for him. Well, but we'll talk about that more too. Like, for example, when he stands up to give his speech and he's so nervous and he can't do it and Rachel stands up to give it for him. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and it just, it's so adorable. The only thing I don't, the and it's something that I'm going to talk about with Rachel and Heck also a couple times because I think they do it a number of times throughout this movie where, you know, she mentions something about them being best friends when she's giving that speech for him. And I feel like they really kind of play up this whole thing of them, like, just being friends, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of a running thing in them trying to establish the relationship that Rachel and Heck have. And the only thing I want to say, I mean, A, as someone who is married to my best friend, like, it is possible to be best friends with someone and to still have, like, passion in a relationship. And... That gets kind of short shrift. We can talk about that whole dinner scene. We're going to get there. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. The thing I wanted to say there is, like, I feel like that is not just a queer experience, right? I I know we have straight people who listen to the podcast, and I know we give you guys a hard time, but, like, it is possible for you as well, you know? I don't want to downplay that, that, like, you can marry your best friend and still be into them. She just happens to not be into him at all yes well they play it up like she put him in the friend zone and then basically was like eh i guess i'll give it a shot yeah like that's sort of how it was so i do think she was never really attracted to him i think you can be attracted to someone that you're friends with she had to create this attraction and sort of convince herself that it was there yeah so i think their relationship is a different breed it is it is i just but i agree you're right we'll talk about it they don't have to be mutually exclusive And I feel like they kind of yes. make it seem mutually exclusive in this movie. So just want to toss that out there. But I'm going to jump us right along to our next scene, which is at the flower shop, Luce's flower shop, because this is one of my uh, favorite things in the movie is this dude who comes in to buy his last chance flower. Mm-hmm. He's screwed up with his girlfriend. He has one more chance. He needs a flower. It's his last chance flower. Uh, and what I love about this, Luce tries to to give him all these suggestions, all these other flowers, all these other beautiful things. And he comes in with a, what is essentially a cactus penis. Uh, it is... <laughs> it is like... Worst flower ever. Yeah, it is the most phallic thing ever. It literally has like 
a little cactus shaft and like two little cactus balls. And what I love about this is like (laughs) watching this movie with, you know, like especially as uh, a bunch of lesbians and queer women is like there's no way that you could make phallic things seem less appealing than, yeah, sure, just like cover them in cactus needles. Oh, God. Excellent. Reinforced. Really just driving that point home. Well done, Imagine Me and You. It is so disturbing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for putting that image in my mind as well. You're welcome. Ellie, what should I watch now that Winona Earp ended? Well, if you like Winona Earp, you should definitely check out Riley Para on Tello. It's a little bit Winona Earp, a little bit Buffy, and a little bit Rosalia Niles, but actually gay. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i love the riley power book so of course i'm watching it plus tell us all about making content for lesbians so lesbians are front and center and you know we are all about lesbians front and center <laughs> and did you know they're the first lesbian network to receive an emmy nomination which is huge such a big deal we were so excited to buy our subscription because we know all those fees are just going to go straight into making more lesbian content which i think is something we all want more lesbians <laughs> absolutely month or your first year so be sure to check out tello and subscribe to watch great shows like riley para and so many others well this starts also loose always talking about what flowers mean in this dramatic way another yes. part of the drinking game yep this just brings us to this flower loose did the flowers for your wedding okay there is no need to keep talking to her like, the movie could have ended after your wedding. You never had to see her again. Yeah, you don't even have to mail a check. You give them the check at the wedding. You don't have to communicate again ever for any, like, if you don't want to. Yeah. But of course, Rachel wants to. And so she shows up to her place of work to invite her to dinner. Yeah. Which, what what I love about it is Luce is definitely the Carol of this movie. <laughs> Yes. Ex- right? No, Rachel's the Carol of this movie. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Rachel, yeah, is the Carol of this movie. Yes. Sorry. Rachel's the Carol of this movie, and she's constantly trying to get with Luce. And Luce, she's the one in the relationship. Well, I mean, like Carol, right? Shameless. 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 So, of course, invites her to dinner and thinks that she wants to be friends with her, like any young baby gay. I just sure really love hanging out with her. Which brings us to the next scene, the auction scene with Rachel and Heck. And this speech that Rachel gives about Luce yeah. is, first of all, so freaking long. Another part yes. of the drinking game, Rachel's rants, drink. But she starts talking about, you know, when you just meet someone and you just feel like you've known them forever and <laughs> you just, you just click, you know? I really hope we actually have British listeners who are just going to come on and shit all over our <laughs> Please. You can shit yes. all over my accent. It's fine. But I'm <laughs> going to keep doing it because I like it. The best part about it is that Heck isn't even paying attention to her, which I think yeah. is a running theme throughout this. He is so oblivious. In the sweetest way. Yeah, in the sweetest way because he's like, oh... My wife has a new friend. Oh. And they just kind of click. How awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Just kind of click. They are in love with each other. 
run. But while we're on British people coming on and making fun of our accents, I just want to do a quick shout out to, it's not really a scene that we need to talk about at all, but there's a quick scene with Luce and her mom. <laughs> and what I love is both Luce and Rachel's moms in this movie have the best euphemisms or sentences or they just come out with like the best things ever uh and this is the first one where Luce is talking to her mom and she just says something about how it's like playing snooker with a rope and I just think that's <laughs> amazing it's disturbing because, because there's so many of them and every single one of them I just think is like the best thing ever and I'm like why isn't there more opportunity for me to say that in day-to-day -day conversation it just comes up less than you'd think you know yeah unfortunately but let's let's weave it in you know there you go. I don't know. I just, I love that. I'm like, it's totally worth her mom being in the movie just for that line to me. Because her mom's there. She doesn't really have a, a huge role to play in this film. Um, yeah, she's But just if hilarious. her role was nothing other than being in that one scene and saying that line, I'd be like, totally worth it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I really just want to see Luce, Luce and Rachel again. So yeah, we got to get to the dinner scene. So the dinner is happening. And then there's this whole scene where Heck and Rachel are talking about Luce. And Rachel says, uh... Oh, do you think that Coop will like Luce? Yeah. And Heck, Heck's like, oh, well, she's not really my cup of tea or something, whatever. No, bag of chips. She's bag not of my chips. bag of chips, bag of darling. Chips. Come on. Yes. She's, not my, she's not my bag of chips. And he's like, oh, what do you think? And he's talking about his outfit. And she thinks that he's asking her about Luce. And she's like, oh, 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 no, I don't. I don't know. I, I've never I've never even thought about it. I, I it, Yeah. Is she is she pretty? I don't. I don't know. I never even noticed. Like, and I'm like, okay, honey, you are really freaking out. It's okay. Yeah. And she's so invested in Coop liking her, you know? He'll like her, right? Don't you think? You think he'll like her? I think he'll like her. Yeah, that's what you care about. Yeah. Who else has been a young baby gay trying to set up their crush with a boy? Lee. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, now. I am not the only one. We've all been there, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if this is the first scene where Luce's tattoos are shown. There's a moment where you see her tattoos, and I just wanted to sort of side rail. Okay. Because side rail. when I first saw the tattoos, I was like, oh, it's a lesbian. How are we going to tell that she's a lesbian, right? Oh, we have to give her <laughs> tattoos. Actually, fun fact, Lena Headey has at least nine tattoos. And that bird tattoo Ooh. that she has on her shoulder, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. That was real. <laughs> was this okay. just some really demanding research for you to do? Oh, yeah. It was so hard for me to look at yeah. Lena Headey and all of her tattoos. It's just, I, I bet it I'm was. just trying to do it for the fans, you know? She, she suffers for you, listeners. <laughs> she suffers for you. I did. But <laughs> she, does, she does have this tramp stamp. I'm pretty sure that's not real. There's like a I don't, tribal I don't tramp, stamp. The tramp stamp, and I I did not see that in my research, so I think they okay. they added that for dramatic effect. But if anyone else has done more research and wants to let us know if we're wrong, please let us know. find me that tramp stamp. But speaking of tattoos and knowing that someone's gay, we didn't know that Luce was gay up until this point, right? Uh, we did not know for sure. No. Yes. So this might be the first official outing. Yes. <laughs> outing, yes. So Heck is asking her, you know, about her dating life and all that kind of stuff. Are, do you ever want to get married? Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff. And he finds out that she's gay. And the first freaking thing that he says is, well done. Well, he, sa he says, lovely. <laughs> and lovely. then he says, well done. Well done. 
Yeah, which I just think is the the best response to someone coming out to you. I think if everyone responded that way, the world would be a better place. Yes, but what does well done mean? Like, good good for you, basically, yeah? Good for you that you get to sleep with women? Yeah, good good on you. Yeah, which I good agree. For, good for all of us, Well huh? done, Luce. Well done. Uh, yeah. And then uh, my next note in this scene, because I, I have a couple of these throughout the movie, is just Cooper... Uh, <laughs> he sucks. Coop shows up at dinner, uh, and is immediately talking about sex again, and specifically talking about himself having sex again, because that's all he can ever talk about. But luckily, his bringing up sex segues into a lovely discussion about love. Love, and. Rachel starts it, right? She's basically like, when you find the right girl, you'll know, right? Yeah. So they have this conversation about, you know, how do you know when you found when you find the right person and you don't know right away? It slowly happens and then you realize that you loved them all along and they're comfy like a like a sweatshirt or like all these all these things that are not sexy when Rachel's talking. Which brings us to what you were talking about before. Can somebody be your best friend and also there be passion? And of course, Luce has to come come at her and argue, no, that's not what love means. I think you know from the second your eyes meet. <laughs> subtle, Subtle, loose. yeah, subtle, subtle. Luce. Like As I s- stare into your eyes, Rachel. Uh, yeah, uh, the second your eyes meet, like ours met. At, at your, your wedding. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I don't know. I think I'm a proponent for both. Sort of like yeah. you were talking about before. Because I do think there can be lust at first sight. Lust maybe is not even the right word. Infatuation or just recognizing a connection in someone else. Sure. There's a line from Wedding Crashers. Oh, right. Your classic uh, romantic hit yeah wedding crashers so romantic but there is a line when your soul recognizes its counterpoint in another is what love is and i do feel like in a dramatic way the eyes meeting that overwhelming feeling that you get is your soul recognizing your counterpoint in another that was so cheesy but i believe it (laughs) (laughs) which i think Uh. is why i love this movie because i really do believe in that magic moment it does exist I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. But Rachel's real pissed that Luce thinks that. I know, right? She's so upset. Well, and I get it because Luce basically invalidates her whole marriage by saying that. And reminds her that she had that moment with the woman sitting next to her. I mean, it's not the only way she's going to invalidate her marriage. Yeah. But yeah, there's this huge, huge fight. And then I guess, I guess Luce goes up to the roof to cool down yes she does but before she does cooper has to be awful again because he's cooper uh so i have another cooper uh note because he has this great line when he's talking to heck who mentions that luce is a lesbian um, oh god and cooper has to say well anyone can change teams well, I mean, not not anyone, not me, because like, of course, you're the fucking worst, Cooper. Ugh, just like every time he opens his mouth, I hate him more and more. So yes. anyway, sorry. Quick aside of how terrible Cooper is before Luce has run up to the roof. But also him saying anyone can change teams is foreshadowing for your wife yeah. is going to change teams, dude. 
Yeah. But yeah, Lena Headey is just on the roof sitting in the rain. Yeah, like you do when you're at a dinner party. Right? Yeah, I'm just at a dinner party. Let me just go upstairs on your roof and just be hot. A four-person dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to grab this umbrella and go sit in the rain. And Rachel's sitting there staring at her for so long before she's like, what are you doing out here? Oh, yeah. Oh my God, you're crazy. <laughs> you're getting all wet. You're so wild. <laughs> and then Luce comes in and Luce is cold from being outside. Yep. And Rachel plays... This, like, what? I'm going to give you my Letterman jacket? Like, could you be any yeah. more obvious, yes. Rachel? Yeah, she's like, let me give you my sweater, and then let's go down to the sock hop, and we'll share a, a malt shake or something. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah. Oh, and then poor Heck. He's like, what are you guys doing up there? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, you know, nothing. We're just uh, planting yeah. the seeds for our lesbian romance. See you soon. Yeah, nothing. NBD. Nothing to see here. Just hang it out. Then once they leave, I also noticed, and I think this was really strategic of them, Luce leaves, kisses Heck on both of his cheeks, and then just looks at Rachel. Yeah. And doesn't touch her at all. They do that when she gets there, too. Yeah. And it's like, you can feel the tension because they're not touching Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like when I was pre-gay and I would never kiss a girl because I was like, no, if you kiss a girl, then it's like, you know, you cross the line and you'll know, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. They're like so awkward and into each other. It's very obvious to everyone but heck. But, you know, so is everything in this movie. Yeah. And then we have this whole scene with her and her and Coop where Luce says, you know, Coop notices that Luce is down. Because she's in love with your best friend's wife. Yeah, which she doesn't say. She just says, you know, she's into someone. Who is in a relationship. And Coop's obviously like, go for it. Totally, dude. Ugh. And she tries to explain that she thinks you don't don't mess with other couples. You don't mess up someone else's relationship. Yeah. That's going to last real long. Not long. It's so sad. I just love Heck, but I... Love loose, so it's just really hard. But luckily, Heck is blissfully ignorant, and he is carrying that blissful ignorance into the happiest, most awkward uh, grocery store outing in the world. And also, okay, she just met Luce, and now she's everywhere. Like, how do they never see each other before? Yes. You know? We apparently live next door. We shop at the same grocery store. I love Edie's her friend's name, right? Edie. Edie. (laughs) She's the best. Uh, And at this point is when Rachel finds out that Luce is gay. Her reaction to that tidbit of information is absolutely priceless. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh. Oh, that's why I've been thinking about making out with her. Oh, (laughs) this is weird. Yeah, she... She has no idea where to file that information. Uh, it is just there, and she she doesn't quite know what to do mm-hmm. with it yet. We have my favorite, which I feel like when anyone ever asks me if I'm gay from now on, I'm going to have to say this. He's like, Edie, are you gay? Gay? I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. It's the best oh, answer ever. Like, the uh, the highest level of gay is ecstatic. And she is ecstatic. So, I mean... You know, 10 points to whoever the actress is that plays Edie. What a great cameo part. Oh, yeah, she's the best. 
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. And then we have a classic lesbian best friend scene where she's like, she is, what did she say? She's Barbie heterosexual. Yeah, Barfy. I thought she said Barfy heterosexual. No, Barbie. I think she says Barbie. Really? I'm going to I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say it's Barfy and we will rewatch this scene a million times trying to figure it out. Heterosexual. I think that's what she says. We'll we'll rewatch. Tell us what you think, listeners. Barbie or Barfy? Barbie or Barfy. Which is true. Obviously, Luce has a, an issue with straight women, which is why she has a like life and not a love life. Sound familiar? Yeah. I want to, before we jump to the next important scene, because I know we're going to get to to H's Science Project, but I just have this real quick shout out to Heck and Rachel having breakfast in bed scene, because I love it, because again, they're trying to portray this whole thing of like, look how boring and sexless their relationship is. And I'm like, man, that looks like a great morning. <laughs> so nice so anyways i thought that was cute but let's not spend too much time on that because we have important loose and rachel scenes to get to you guys <laughs> yeah baby so this loose and h are just so too close yes so rachel has found yeah. out loose is gay and obviously she's having some feelings and of course she goes to her kid sister's science project presentation and who's there loose Luce is there, right? Because that's your typical attendance for a kid's science project is, you know, my my mom, my dad, my sister, and my sister's wedding florist. <laughs> it's just Obviously. doesn't make any sense. No. Also, this was the point that I noticed, that Luce wears the same pair of jeans throughout this entire <laughs> movie. And they they are hugely baggy jeans. Yeah. It's like... Okay, if you're straight, you wear tight jeans. If you're gay, you wear baggy jeans with a belt. Like, that's yes. the defining factor of Luce being a lesbian or these freaking jeans. So be on the lookout for the jeans. Uh, she has long hair, Ellie. How else would people be able to tell? You're right. She had to wear baggy pants. I mean, you know. Silly me. Silly you. Ugh. But thank God that Luce is at the science project presentation because we get to have some more moments. And... The first time I saw this movie, this dream sequence, I was like, oh, my God, is this real? Like, they are really, like, about to make out in the middle of a freaking elementary, elementary school, school science what? project. Their pinkies touch, which we've already talked about before, is the classic yeah. lesbian move. Pinky touch. Right? We had a pinky touch in... Oh, no, we didn't have a pinky touch. We had a lip bite in Debs. We had a shoulder touch in carol and now we have the pinky touch 
The pinky touch. Oof. Which is really, it's like lesbian first base. <laughs> Oof. Even when it's overdone and totally played out, it just never, I I never get tired of watching the lesbian pinky touch. No. It just gets me every time. No. Uh, and then we have this moment at the end when they leave where Rachel wants to talk to Luce. And we can only imagine what she wants to talk about. But she's playing this whole, like, I do, I don't want to talk to you. Because she starts out that conversation where she's like, you have to go, right? Yeah, like, you're busy. I'm sure you're super busy. And she's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And then she's like, no, never mind, I am. And then Rachel's like, we should talk. And you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very confusing conversation. Their signals are, are always cr- are a little crossed. We don't have the talk because Luce is trying really hard to not mess with someone else's relationship, which we appreciate about you, Luce. Yes. But you can't resist. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Can't fight the moonlight. Have to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is such a good Piper Parabo shout out right there. I have Uh, to. Excellent work, Ellie. I love her. We never have that talk. But girl is still really thinking about Luce. Yeah. Yeah. Because she goes immediately after this and decides to explore her sexuality. with a little lesbian porn. Wait, was it? No, it wasn't lesbian porn or straight porn. No, it was not. Really? Yes. Oh, this has totally recast this whole scene for me. Oh my gosh. Yes, she gets lesbian porn. That's why she's freaking out about it. Oh, uh, I thought she was like watching straight porn and like trying to make herself be into straight porn. No. She's like, oh, it's just for research. She's like, <laughs> oh yeah, research. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And how many times have I seen this movie? And I've seriously seen that wrong every time. Yes. And then later, when she's talking to... Also, (laughs) for our listeners, if you have not seen this movie, please watch the movie. But also, this porn is named Georgie's Bush. What? Yeah. Classic. Let's just throw a, like, jab at America in this British (laughs) movie. Which I understand. But she goes home, and she starts to watch it. And then Heck comes in, and she's... Oh, no, 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 I'm not watching anything. And really, poor dude. This whole movie, he tries to have sex with her. I was going to put this in the drinking game every time Heck tries to have sex with her and she says no. She kept saying no so much that it just made me sad and I couldn't put it in the drinking game. So yeah, he's trying to watch the porn with her and she tells him, oh no, it doesn't turn me on. So that's why it's definitely lesbian porn. But see, that's the thing. I always felt really bad for for Heck in this scene because I've always thought she was saying like, no, like porn doesn't turn me on, you know, and I always interpret it as like because it's straight. And so it like doesn't turn her on. And I was like, oh, poor Heck. Like, no, poor Heck, because she's trying to say lesbian porn doesn't turn me on to convince herself that it doesn't. It makes more sense this way. I mean, I'm just going to say this is this is my bad here, but. I'll still argue with you about Barfy heterosexual. <laughs> yeah, but, but for sure that's I'll give lesbian you this porn. Oh, Rach. Okay, but now we move from shooting heck down over porn to a giant bonfire and fireworks extravaganza. Do we know what this is for? What? Like, they need to have permits for this. Like, it is a huge yeah, freaking fire. Right? Like, someone is going to get burnt. They don't really tell you what is happening, but they're they're at this thing. There's this really, I mean, great and also kind of sad conversation that Heck tries to have with Giles uh, about Rach and how they don't have any sex, which 
I get is hilarious, but also, like, sex-positive parenting, Giles, come on. I hate when they have, like, parents in movies just be like, don't ever talk to me about my child. My daughter never has sex. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I understand if you don't want, like, the details of it, that's cool. But yeah, like, he sort of takes this hard stance of, like, don't ever remind me in any way, shape, or form that, like, you have sex with my daughter. And I'm like, well, that's a really sad view of your daughter's marriage to have. I had higher hopes for you, Giles. The thing is, though, she doesn't have sex with her husband, so that's... Yeah, I know. Uh, and of course, we see Luce again because she's freaking everywhere. Because of course she's there. Because didn't H call her or something, I think? Probably. Probably. Who knows? <laughs> she does run into H. This is my favorite because H is just this little... It's just this little girl who doesn't really understand sexuality, but that's what makes her so nice is <laughs> Luce tells H that she's a lesbian. Or she she doesn't think she's going to marry a man. She will marry yes. a woman. And spend the rest of her life with a woman. Yeah. And H is like, oh, of course, I get it. I want to spend the rest of my life with my best friend, too. It doesn't mean you're a lesbian or anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's adorable. And then what I love, though, is then she runs off with the boy that she met. And like, and same thing, we get this like little little kid, like love at first sight moment, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're adorable together. And then I don't even think that Luce and... Rachel see each other at the fire pit scene. Rachel sees her from a distance, but they don't interact at all. Yeah, no, they don't really. Rachel's definitely avoiding her. Uh, Not avoiding her for long, because what does she do when she gets home? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, we have this scene where Heck asks Rachel if she's pregnant. Yeah. And of course she's not pregnant. And he's like, well, it would explain why you're being so weird. It's like, no... (laughs) It'll just explain why she's a lesbian. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Heck, Heck is really, like, pulling, tugging at our heartstrings at this point in the movie. It's rough. What I love about this movie is that they don't paint Heck as a bad person or a bad guy. Yeah. I don't know. It makes sexuality so black and white when in every lesbian movie it's like, I hate my husband, therefore I'm going to be with a woman. It's like, I really love this person. But my feelings are telling me that I should be with a woman, you know? I agree. I do also understand why, like, even though we love this movie and we've seen this movie so many times, like Kelsey will always say, it's just the one part that bums her out, you know? Like, it bums her out to have it be breaking up a marriage, you know? Like, mm-hmm. because it is kind of a bummer that, like, it feels like one of the the movies where we do kind of get our little, like, lesbian happy ending but it comes at like at such a cost the cost of poor heck's little heart and they do make you love heck in this movie i don't know i think that's great i think it makes it more real yeah i agree interesting it's nice to not have it be like the choice between any woman and the worst man in the world you know exactly (laughs) exactly like it's just not very nuanced yeah but then poor heck also he goes to take a phone call and Rachel calls Luce and just sits on the phone like a weirdo. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, do you not have caller ID? Because like Luce knows that you just called her and just sat there doing nothing. Yeah. And she for sure knew. Like she knew that that was Rachel. Because when she calls back, she is grinning like, 
Oh, I'm calling Rachel back. Right. Because the other thing is, like, this is not, you know, I mean, this is not like Carol, where you're like, how does it, how does she know that it's her, you know, where you had like, uh, operator, please connect me. Like, this is not that kind of situation. It's not even like you're calling her landline. She calls her freaking cell phone. Of course she knows it's you. And then she calls right back. I love that she just calls back. Like, she, that is just. Not playing around. Dials him right back and is like, oh, hey, you just called me. <laughs> and oh, and then poor Heck sets up his wife on a freaking date. Yes. Uh, uh, Heck. It literally is my heart. You're crushing us right now. <laughs> oh, God. It's so bad. And he's like, oh, you want to accompany my wife to a rugby game? How fucking gay. But it is rugby, right? I thought it was soccer. I don't know. Oh, it's soccer. I don't know. That's a good question. Right, well, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Some sort of sporting event. Sports ball game that they attend. I want to take a quick second to shout out Rachel's hat because, <laughs> I mean, okay, I think, was this last episode that we were just talking about, gaydar is not just what people are wearing, right? And and I, yes. and, <laughs> and I called you out for how we have totally had conversations about gay items of clothing. And like, let's be real, dude. That hat is gay. You want to know how I know? I own that hat. And that is a gay as fuck hat. <laughs> Okay, like, come on. <laughs> Did you buy that hat after seeing this movie, though? You were like, oh, she looks so gay in that hat. Let me buy it. No. Who doesn't own the little beanie with the brim? It's the gay. It's a gay hat. Okay, we yes. all own that hat. As the movie progresses, Rachel does. She gets gayer and gayer looking. Her hat in the scene. Then towards the end, she's in a freaking vest. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, she just keeps getting gayer know, and gayer. Right? Like the pants get looser it's a lot <laughs> she starts wearing loosest jeans i mean it's just it's all getting it's going classic downhill lesbian <laughs> yeah or uphill really but this is an iconic scene the iconic scene this is oh this is the iconic scene so much unnecessary touching i mean that's not just how straight girls hang out like with their arms around each other and she goes maybe if you put both of your arms around yeah me. I'm like oh my god from, Rachel. from behind just just you know, big spoon me a little bit. Yeah, just like you yeah. do all the time with all of your friends. Let me teach you how to scream. Like how? F oh, God. So much. So much. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I just got red. <laughs> just fan, fan it down a little bit. Fan it down. It's okay. It's okay. You want to say the infamous line? Because I'm not going to be able to say it without laughing. The infamous line being, you're a wanker number nine. How's that? Beautiful. I made my mouth a cathedral is what I did. I really want to test that out where you just scream that and see like whoever turns around is gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just go to like any crowded event. Yeah, we should start doing yeah, that. Yeah, and just scream you're a wanker number nine and be like, lesbian. See ya. Lesbian. Yeah, gay, gay, gay. Or just, I mean, people will probably look at me because I'm screaming in the middle of a thing, but mostly because they're gay. But the ones who look at you smiling. Yeah. <laughs> those are your queers. We'll know. Them. That's fine. I swear to God, I'm trying that out. <laughs> Uh, we've already set the scene as if the date could get any better they're gonna go dancing yeah yeah we're we're making we're making air quotes right now dancing because they play freaking ddr okay and i know you and i both have very strong feelings about this ddr scene because that is not how ddr works no first of all they spin around yes they're not looking at the screen You've played DDR before, right? Like, you know how it says, like, excellent? Yeah. Or it says boo. I was trying to look at the screen while we were watching, and it's just all boos. Uh, have I played DDR before? Come on. 
I went to high school, Ellie. What level did you get to? <laughs> Here's what I can tell you is one of my favorite high school memories is one of the guys who was in theater with me and he was also in robotics club and Nerd he work. built his own arcade style DDR pad. So he had like a solid like DDR pad and it was kind of awesome. And so we used to play when we would have like cast parties and stuff at his house. That's amazing. So yeah, every time I watch them do and but the thing is too, it was such an early two thousands movie thing to have the choreographed DDR scene as though somehow that's how you play that game, you know? Oh yeah, there's another one in uh Teenage Drama Queen yes. with uh, Lindsay Lohan. What's the one now where it actually has the camera and you have to do oh, the God. you have to do the uh, dance moves. Dance. Yeah, I'm like we are. This is years and years before that existed. Like there is nothing mm-hmm. that you had to do other than hit the right direction at the right time. <laughs> I would get sweaty and gross playing that game. Like you would not look cute. No, and you never looked like you were dancing. You just looked like you were spasming wildly. There was nothing elegant or graceful about it. It was a ridiculous game, no. but it was a lot of fun. So yes, that is their DDR. That they are failing miserably at, but they're having a grand old time, <laughs> time with each other before their walk home. Oh, God. And on the walk home, it's just like so much love. But we got to. OK, we have to get to the best line. Yes. So Rachel wants to know what her favorite flower, the lily, means. And Luce is really not trying to tell her. Then eventually she does tell her. Yeah, she she tells and- her about a lot of other flowers first. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the lily. And then she says, I dare you to love me. Uh, uh, Oof. And our hearts bottom out at that moment. Also, I'd like to say specifically that the tiger lily means I dare you to love oh, me. Did you do more research? Look at you. Yes, because I was like, is that really true? Is that really what the lily means? And I looked it up. And if you just look up a lily, it does not say I dare you to love me. Specifically look for the tiger lily. Mm. But obviously, they couldn't go through and be like, well, some of the lilies mean this, but tiger lily is this. So it's more dramatic to just say, I dare you to love me. I love when you get into serious research mode. Take that, old Parker. Yeah, old Parker, you idiot. It's the tiger lily. (laughs) Also, Lou says, just randomly throws in there, today was my birthday. Yeah, I know, right? You just went and hung out with this random woman on your birthday. Yeah. Do you have any other friends? Well, H might have been busy that night. It was a little late, you know. <laughs> You're right. It's way too late for H to have a birthday party for her. And they can bake a cake in her easy bake oven. They're hanging out tomorrow, you know, at an appropriate yeah. daylight hour. Um, mm-hmm. But the most important thing in this scene is that they walk up to Rachel's apartment You know, and she's doing that whole, oh, this is me. And then she leans in, leans in for the kiss. A car drives by. She immediately snaps away as though she had been burned and acts like nothing happened at all. Smooth move, Rachel. Rachel is bold. Because Rachel is the one who's married and she's the one who goes in for the kiss. She's the Carol, you guys. She She is the Carol. She one hundred percent the Carol of this movie. (laughs) And then we're all left unsatisfied. There's no kiss. And not just unsatisfied, but we have another great scene of Cooper being the worst. Coop and Heck having this conversation, which includes Coop saying the following, I'm the cure for lesbianism. 
Let me just Ugh. assure you, Coop, you are the opposite of the cure for lesbianism. I think every time I watch this movie, you make me gayer. Uh, <laughs> that is the worst, worst line from the worst guy. I just want to toss that out there because... We do not stay unsatisfied for too long after that. Because <sighs> the flower shop scene. The flower shop. I know. We're all going to take a minute to compose ourselves. Ugh. Okay. So we are back at Luce's flower shop and Rachel barges in. Barges in, busting down the door with, what is happening? I don't understand. I have these feelings. I don't know what to do with them. She's not coping so well right now. No. And then there's this random dude there, which I love. And then she's like, okay, bye, dude. Like, yeah. this old guy. <laughs> she's like, all right, leave. I gotta, um, yeah. I gotta go make out with this Luce, married woman. Luce literally go. shoves pots at him and is like, take these on the house. Get the fuck out. And, like, slams the door in his face. Yep. Uh... And rushes into the back room where Rachel is waiting to tell her, we can't do this. I can't. Mm -hmm. And she's breaking out all the stops here. It's it's got to stop. It's over. You understand that, don't you? Tries, tries to walk out the door, turns right the fuck around and comes back in for the kiss. The kiss. Oh, the kiss. (laughs) And it is... Such a good kiss, you guys. Oh my god, it's so it's good. It's so good. They just destroy all of the flowers in the whole shop. Mm-hmm. And they don't care at all because they're just so into it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say there's a lot of terrible kissing scenes in movies out there. This is not one of them. This is a great oh, kiss. No. And then, oof, we're, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's so awkward and horrible. Oh my god, but- it's like the worst cold shower coming out of that moment ever, right? Yeah, then Heck shows up. Which just makes us so sad, yeah. and I don't even want to talk about it's it. Like it's like too sad. taking a bucket of ice water to the face. <laughs> when Luce comes back to find Rachel, there's like this window with beads on it, and the beads are moving. And I'm like, did that girl literally slide through the window? <laughs> it was so small, like the opening. Like I just em- envision her like Kim possibly <laughs> out out of the window. She had to like grease herself up to make it through. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But Luce runs after her, runs after her, and we have that kind of, you know, again, the classic, just just tell me to leave, tell me you don't want this, and you'll never see me again, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she says... Luce says, don't forget me. Yes. And Rachel says, I won't remember anything else. Uh, and they hug, uh. and it's heartbreaking, and we're sobbing, and there's a lot of emotions to be had. And oh, it's God. just... It's rough, you guys. It's rough. So rough that, again, I'm going to do a quick shout out to Luce and her mom because her mom walks into the room to see Luce after this has just taken place. And this is her mom's take on the situation. She goes, sweet shit in a bucket. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Uh, Which I, again, man, her mom just breaks out these little one-liners that are just so perfect. But they have this great little conversation where she says, you know, does she love you? And Lou says, I think, but that doesn't matter. And she goes, it's all that matters. Ugh. Ugh. Mama Luce, I don't even know if you have a name in this movie, but we love you. You're the best. I know. But we are not done getting our heart ripped out of our chest because now... Because then Rachel has to tell Heck. Yeah, we're going to have Heck, who has quit his job, 
gone out, gotten absolutely plastered, and come home. Yeah, and Rachel has to tell him, and she goes into this whole long-winded speech. <laughs> I went absolutely crazy. I mean, mad, wild. <laughs> I, f- uh, I fell in love. I can't get I over. I fell in love with someone who wasn't you. These British accents. All right, I would say my accent is almost as good as Piper Parabos, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. And then, of course, she turns around and he's asleep. But he was awake. And he knows. He knows, but she doesn't know that he knows. And It's too much for me. She walks away and you just, he rolls and his little eyes open and you just, his face. And he's just so, so, he's so adorable and his little sweet face. And you can just tell that he is devastated and it it makes me sad let's not talk about it anymore let's talk about how coop is the worst again will that make us feel better yes let's do it okay yes let's do it so here's how coop is the worst this time because coop so obviously poor little drunk heck you know wakes up and tells coop this whole story coop puts two and two together and says that must be loose and shows up to confront her at the store and you know what cooper fuck you trying to be some bastion of morality now you are the absolute worst you will have sex with anyone and anything around you you have no ethics no code of conduct about this but suddenly you're there calling loose girl and having, you know, oh, this strong moral fiber about this. Ugh, you are horrible. He just makes me angry. Great rant. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, though. He is the worst. He's the worst. Ugh. So he is there. Loose tries to tell him that it doesn't matter anyways because she's leaving, which she immediately <laughs> calls H to <laughs> tell so literally she calls her best 10 year old friend h on her cell phone or no on the does she call the house phone i don't even know she calls the house phone. so h is on the phone with loose and i'm like literally i wrote this down classic lesbians because her ex is still friends with her freaking sister yeah right yeah calls h up to let her know i'm going on vacation H takes that call while at home where they're celebrating Rachel's birthday super awkwardly. Let's drop. Oh, that was loose. She can't take me out because she's going away. And Rachel's reaction to that news tells Heck everything he needs to know to break our hearts again. Oh, Heck. Heck, you're so sad, and I'm sad when you're sad. But also, you gotta get out of the way, because as he has so cleverly put together and brought us all the way back to the beginning of the movie, he says, that is the unstoppable force, which means that I've got to move. And although it breaks (sighs) my heart, yeah, you do. Get out the way, heck. Get out Move, the way. Bitch. Move, <laughs> heck. Get out the way. That's Get all. out the way. And then, so I know I keep shouting out Luce's mom. Rachel's mom drops two great little lines here. One of them uh, being about Cooper, where she mentions that Cooper, he'd shag an open wound. <laughs> which, oh, God. Which I just think is another great expression that you just don't get to use all that often. Mm. And then also she mentions how Rachel is in love with a woman. As are you a woman, which makes them lesbi friends. 
Oh, God. And that's also a part of the drinking game. Anytime someone says something ridiculous to talk about lesbians, yes. vagetarian, yep. I think is one of them, is too. Is another one. Mom is shocked that they are lesbian friends. Giles has a great little speech about, you know, being in love and supporting them and all that stuff. It's very touching. It's very sweet. But nobody cares, Giles. We got to get in the damn car and go find Luce. Ugh. And then... Speaking of Giles, so as we're as we're driving to get loose, Giles and Rachel's mother have this beautiful moment where they're 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 finally happy together. Yeah. And then he says, oh, turn here. There's no usually no traffic here and drive into the worst traffic ever. Yeah. And then Rachel's mom says, my husband, as much use as a thought in a jam jaw. <laughs> Another just perfect singer from i just both the moms in this movie i just want a movie that is nothing but them sitting around talking about men because i would pay to watch that movie it would be amazing yes yes it wouldn't pass the bechdel test but they'd be great they'd be adorable and british and shitting on men left and right and i think it'd be great (laughs) yeah it would be fantastic but we have to get back to our main event car ride car ride to hunt down loose they don't find loose first they find her mother at the shop and then immediately have to get back in the car now with the four of them to try to hunt down Luce. And they are stuck in traffic and they can't find her. Rachel calls Luce and Luce is like, nah, girl, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Lost your chance, Rach. But on the phone call, Rachel heard the song, which now we're like, oh, now we know why this is the movie is called Imagine Me and You. Yes. Imagine me and you. I do, right? Yes. Dude, dude on his bike. Dude on his rides bike. Rides on by. Being weird and singing out loud. Like you that's do. Fine. And so Rachel puts two and two together. Her and Luce are so close, but yet so far. Yeah. Girl has to use the skills that she learned at that fateful game <laughs> and use that diaphragm. Make her mouth a cathedral mm-hmm. and get her girl. Girl gets on top of the car. To project. To project. And screams the most romantic line a girl can ever say. You're a wanker number nine! (laughs) (laughs) And it works. Luce hears her, immediately decides, you know what? I was totally wrong three seconds ago. Let's do this. Gets out of her taxi bolts through traffic and they're running through traffic at each other and they find each other and they kiss and we're all sobbing again and there were a lot of emotions you guys and it's epic and beautiful it was epic and beautiful and that is the the ending of the movie and it's so lovely and happy and and they're kissing again and it's great Ugh. Ugh. And I honestly wish that was the complete end of the movie. Then they have these like weird yeah. post credits. I mean, the one of them on the bench is cute, though. Oh, yeah. That's really all I needed. Yes. Just the one with them on the bench and Rachel in a vest. Yes. But then we have uh, Cooper and a baby. Yeah. And I love this because you have such a conspiracy theory about this scene, too. Which I really think is true. Okay. If you watch the movie again, people, towards the beginning, a girl comes into the flower shop and she asks Luce, I need to get a flower for my boyfriend because I'm pregnant and he is going to be so upset that I'm pregnant. And she's sobbing and she's crying. And she's crying. And of course, if Coop was her boyfriend, I would be crying too if I was pregnant and I had to tell this (laughs) ridiculous dude. Yeah, just period. So I have a theory. She was pregnant. 
She told Coop she was having his baby with the flower. And now Cooper and his baby, his baby's the love of his life. And he realized he's going to be a good person. Like we, we hope. Yeah, we I don't hope. know. He sucks. He's so. probably still going to be terrible. I like that though, because honestly, this scene in the credits and I, every time I watch it, I just go, why does Cooper all of a sudden have a baby? Like what? <laughs> with yes. no explanation. What is happening? He's just there with a baby. So I, I feel like that's the kind of thing where you watch it and you're like, something made it onto the editing room floor, you know, that like tied that all together and we didn't get to see it. But yeah, there's yeah, there's there for sure had to be another scene in the middle that. But either way. And then the whole movie freaking ends with Heck. Heck on the plane. He is finally pursuing his dream of being a, a travel writer and he's having this weird flirty interaction with a woman on a plane. And I guess it's cute and everything. But yeah, it's not super necessary. And then it ends with him kind of like giving this really pointed look to the camera, like breaking the fourth wall kind of style. Uh, yeah. That, that hasn't happened anywhere else. And yeah, it was a little yeah. it was a little weird. I think they were just like, oh, everyone's sad about heck. Let's just make sure everyone knows he's OK and he's going to have plane sex. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're on a 20-hour flight. I mean, there's time in there, you know. What else are you going to do? So, But let's just pretend that the movie ended with them making out and then them having their matching coffees Uh, and matching vests on the... On the bench and just being in love forever. Which also, what I love now every time I watch this movie is how many times they show you that bench Mm -hmm. throughout the movie. It's it's just kind of great, and I love it. And yeah, let's end let's end there. We've done it, you guys. We've made it. We made it. We talked a lot about this movie, but honestly, I could still be talking. So we're just gonna wrap it up. We we have a lot of feelings, but yeah, I think we can jump to uh, two important things, which are. Our drinking game rules. Yes. All right. So here are the drinking game rules. One, every time Luce explains what a flower means. Two, anytime Rachel and Luce stare at each other. <laughs> Three, whenever you forget that Rachel's dad isn't Giles. So pretty much anytime you see Giles yes. on screen. Yep. Four, all the terrible euphemisms used for lesbians. For example, lesbi friends and vegetarians. Yes. Great. Anytime Rachel goes on a philosophical rant and also very important no one is listening. Yeah, which happens a couple Just times. Pretty often. I don't think we mentioned this, but when you see the dancing man at the wedding, in the beginning, there's this ridiculous dancing dude. I think it's Giles. No. Okay, well, there's also Giles. Giles ridiculously dances, but there's also a ridiculous extra okay. who is extra dancing. Also, anytime H asks an unanswerable question, or, or a question that only Luce can answer. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course... Anytime Rachel and Luce just can't keep their hands off each other. It's a lot of drinking, people. So there you go. Once again, uh, we do not guarantee that you can actually survive playing these drinking games. Be but careful, we kids. would love for you to try and let us know how it works out for you. Uh, and with that, I think it is time, Ellie. Are you ready? Yes. For some Q and Gay. Q and Gay. Q. 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 And. Gay. So here we go. Kicking it off with question one, Rachel or Luce? <gasps> who do, who am I into more yes. or who do I want to be? I, I'm going to say who are you more into? Oh, Rachel. <laughs> that's just because you're Luce, right? Yeah, it's because I am Luce. There you yeah. go. Question two, have you ever fallen for someone or picked someone up at a wedding? Ooh. Huh. I have not, unfortunately. There's time. There's time. There's time. Don't you worry. There's time. Okay, question three. What is your favorite type of flower out of the following? 
roses, lilies, hydrangeas, or cactus? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say roses. Classic. Okay. There you go, ladies. If you need to know, it's roses. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> now that you all know she's a giant softie on the inside, you can buy her some flowers. Yeah. Uh, number four, you fall for someone in a couple. Do you go for it? Do you back off? Mm, I have to say I back off. That's very honorable. Yeah. I approve. I love the film, but yeah, I can't do it. Okay, question five. Do you have any tattoos? No, I don't. I'm so straight-laced. <laughs> Yet. There's still time. <laughs> Yet. No, I don't think I'll ever get a tattoo, actually. I'm terrified of the pain, and I just have nothing that I care about so much that I need it tattooed on my body. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Number six, last question. What is your favorite slang term for lesbians out of lesbian friends, vegetarians, or ecstatic. 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 It would have to be. <laughs> Obviously. So there you go, you guys. Q and gay. And remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q and gay questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. And you can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Les Hangout Pod. And you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website or you can stream our episodes at our website at leshangoutpod.com. And if you really love what you hear... We would love it if you would check out our Patreon. There's some really cool perks on there, like live viewing parties, like the one that we did for Imagine Me and You, and early access to our Les Essentials songs, like the one that you're going to hear towards the end of this episode. Coming up soon. And that's at patreon.com slash leshangout. Yes. Also, as a reminder, if you are going to Clexicon, we will see you there. If you are not going to Clexicon, what is wrong with you? Buy your tickets to Clexicon. Do it. We're super excited to be there. We're even more excited to be hosting a panel on podcasting. And we can't wait to see you guys, meet some of you guys there. It's going to be a really awesome time. Yes. And if you want to follow us individually, you can follow me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. And the best place to find me is on Twitter. I am at LSH Foster. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, we have an original song titled We Had to Be for Imagine Me and You that we're really excited to share with you. So excited, you guys. And we want to give a shout out to Melinda Packer, who's an incredible vocal percussionist and recorded all of the drums for the track. So be sure to stick around after sign off to listen. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang out again, again soon. Let's hang out. They say that your wedding day is the start of the rest of your life. Never meant to find out that way that my wedding was short wife. But I saw you cross the aisle. And our eyes met for a while And a feeling struck me like I've never known When the greatest force that you've ever felt Meets an object that cannot be unsaid It's a guarantee that one will have to go When I realize that we had to be That you made me feel ecstatically And no matter what, I had to let you know
that you're anchor number nine. I'm so glad you're mine. Whose heart would I not betray? Would I choose if given? It's a guarantee that one will have to go When I realized that we had to be That you made me feel ecstatically And no matter what, I had to let you know That you're a wanker number nine If my mouth were I would pray for you to hear me In a chapel full of people You were all that I could see When the greatest force that you've ever felt Meets an object that cannot be unsaid It's a guarantee that one will have to go